0: Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi everybody, I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. In this week's episode, meet Cynthia Rosario, mother, nurse, disciple of Christ, who learned through devastating challenges that holding on to God was a decision. After the kidnapping and murder of her mom at the hands of a serial killer, where else could she go? We call this episode, Step Back and Let God, Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Hello. Hello, Missy. How are you?
1: Good. And you? I'm good. You look good. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see
0: you, but I'm sure you look good too.
1: (laughs) Uh, I just got done with work
0: it's all good thanks for squeezing me
1: in I appreciate it thank you for the opportunity
0: (laughs) yes so awesome I can't wait just to I know your story but I don't really know your story and (laughs) yeah so I can't wait to just hear what God has been doing in your life over however many years you know you want whatever you want to share with us it really comes down to what do you want to share so well
1: well, um, good, a- good afternoon, everyone. Thank you again for the opportunity to be able to be on this call. My name is Cynthia Rosario, and I'm in the Riverside County, actually the part of the Temecula Valley Church of Christ. And um, my story started beginning, it's like, I'm quite older now, but um, I ha- we have four children, and we have nine grandchildren and two great-grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. One is on the way. So our lives have been very busy and um, trying to stay up with all of them has been such a challenge, especially after pandemic and, and then a couple of them in college and moving away from different states. And um, so our journey really began as being disciples back in 1998. So Mm -hmm. we've gone through a lot of different challenges through throughout, but it's also state it strengthened our faith to always trust God more than anything else than ourselves or anything. Right. And, um, so, um, my husband and I, my husband became an instant father. I was married once before and, um, got a divorce. And then I met my husband, gave him the hardest time to not be able to, uh, <laughs> just start off that journey again and not wanting to repeat myself or just really trusting. You know, I always knew that I had God on my side, but, until I became a disciple, it, then I realized what commitment I needed to make.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there was a lot of challenges in my life that I had been abused, abused as a child. I had been abused by my ex-husband and thought I've always knew that abuse. So I thought that was normal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But until uh, one day I got really sick and I ended up having to go to the hospital and they told me, no, this is not normal. You don't need to go through this.
2: Wow. And
1: so then, then I took a while to uh, give in to my husband, but he's been the best blessing for us. And all of our children are baptized, and our oldest granddaughter is baptized as disciples as well. Mm-hmm. So that is so good. And to see their careers and just that they're all in uh, customer service. One's a detective for missing persons. and um, And then I have a registered nurse. I'm a nurse myself. And then I have an accountant and one of aerospace. Wow! <laughs> and so my grand, my oldest granddaughter, she's married and she lives in Texas, and she went to school for nursing. And then my oldest grandson is in school; just completed his first year. To he's going to be an ophthalmologist surgeon. That's so nice. it's been good to see our kids and our grandkids. You know, but we've been reaching out, and it's like, okay, God put somebody at the school that He goes to to reach out to him and and um, see that life is more than just being a surgeon or whatever. You know, (laughs) but um, other than that, it's been very tough and challenging at times. You know, to stay faithful because of all the different things we go through in life. Right. But I thank goodness for all the people that's been in my life that's helped me through this journey. That they give us good, sound advice and that we stay close to God. And yeah. that's the only way we can make it. And I'm grateful for BJ having this opportunity just to see her smile and <laughs> to see all the challenges that, you know, we've gone together when we've gone, you know, just individually as well. Right. And then, um, well, I want to say 18 years ago, um, I lost my mother yeah. and she was kidnapped and murdered.
2: Oh, wow.
0: I did not know that.
1: And uh, it was really challenging. That's how our son became the detective. Really wanted to be for missing persons because she was missing for 21 days. That is
0: right. It's coming back.
1: Yeah. And so with that, that was hard because my husband and I was tar- right at that time we were renewing our vows before God in the church.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just really felt like my world was crumbly because I didn't know what to do. Right. But... um they did find her. I kept asking, bring her home, bring her home. But I didn't ask to bring her home alive. Because you, when you're going through so much stuff, you don't, I did not even think of that. Right. But that was challenging because I was like, God, why does these kind of things, we don't think those kind of things are going to happen to us. We think right. we're protected and we're not like we're above it. But no, it it, it brought us closer as a family. Mm-hmm. And it brought us closer where our kids became the careers that they chose to do afterwards hmm. and um it just makes it hard to go back to think of all the challenges we've gone through And but yet i know that god's always had his hand on me right and um i'm grateful that god put people in our in my path to help me guide me to stay strong And not to give up or crumble or or run away and say, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) You know, so it's been challenging with, you know, the... I mean, I'm grateful that I'm working from home now because of all the different things. Don't have to travel. I travel from my bedroom to my office. (laughs) Lucky. (laughs) And and it's funny because our husband always says, oh, how long did it take you to get home today? (laughs) And it makes me laugh because I'm like, it took me two minutes. (laughs) But... Um, other than that, I'm just really grateful where my kids are at and where our relationship is at. And it's been great to be a mother after all the challenges, things that I've gone through and just the diversities that are the way they they think and having challenges with them along the way. And, you know, they're, they're no longer babies that Mm -hmm. I can tell them you need to listen to me. It's just being able to, um, trust. Right. And, um being open they've always been open with us so we were part of their studies and people are like what what are you doing it's like <laughs> no I want them there and that's usually very odd but we knew everything so we were allowed to do that right and
0: so um, I'm just curious I think for the listening audience what came to mind actually as you were sharing about your mom is I'd love for the audience to hear that as Christians darkness also touches our lives Even though we are fighting to walk in the light, it doesn't mean that dark, negative, hurtful, painful things won't touch us. So that was, how old were you as a Christian when your mom went missing?
2: Um,
1: Gosh, I was probably, is it 98? Maybe six years, seven years?
0: How did that, I mean, it sounds like, you know, BJ, it's a no-brainer, duh. How did that impact you I know that you came out of it and you you know you came out of it stronger in the long run but how was it in the midst of going through it
1: I felt lost I felt abandoned Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: I felt like I wanted to be that detective to find her and I would go looking for this person and finally one of the detectives told me I needed to back off else I would be the next victim well so because they did find the person that did it—it it was a serial killer that killed three women that weekend. That oh they killed.
0: My goodness.
1: So we were not allowed to go into court. That we were not allowed to face them because they said there would be too many challenges with the serial killers that they go after our minds. Mm-hmm. So, and if I didn't have God, I think I wouldn't have been able to survive. But with God, it made me draw closer to Him, and just like to be able to use our lives, no matter what the the way he chooses to use our lives right and i think that was the difficult time but i realized that there was a purpose because our kids were struggling spiritually they were struggling in a lot of different things but it brought us back together as a family and mm-hmm. brought them stronger and closer to god mm-hmm. because we had each other to rely on with god not just alone but with god and right. the people in our lives
0: wow that that is just amazing yeah, that's just, it's just so, I, I love for people to share just a little bit behind what I call the iron curtain, because as Christians, we are, we get used to it, especially those of us who've been around for a while, mm-hmm. we've been through stuff, we, we get used to just pushing through and moving on,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: for those who are not there, those who are listening, who are still kind of young, you know, it doesn't help them to see us on the back end of it. They need to see what it was like for us while we were in it, because I think it gives them hope. Yes. So that when they're going through something and they start to emotionally fall apart, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be solid as a rock as they say. Right. and
1: I think that's what helps is being open. And that's how we can deal with our pain and our emotions and not understanding why me, You know, I asked God why, why did this have to happen? But then I had to also, no, I was still a baby Christian. So I was still really close and doing things that, you know, to plug along and I had great people and leaders that was like, so there. And it was crazy because at the time we were renewing our vows and we had to postpone until we found her Mm -hmm. postpone it. And then, then do the renew, renew the vows after she was already buried.
2: Mm. So
1: that was challenging. It was hard to even, think of that to be able to happen because I felt like don't rob my joy because I'm doing this before God
0: right so
1: that was the toughest time but in the long, like I said it was if we have people that's willing if we're open then we can get people to help us mm-hmm. if we stuff it and say I'm okay I'm okay we're only, we're only hurting ourselves. We need to be open and vulnerable regardless of the situation. If somebody's hurt us before, or we've been hurt somewhere along the way, it's just to just trust God and God will put the people in our lives. that's going to help us walk us through that journey.
0: Right. Oh, I love that. Walk us through that journey. Every part of life is a journey, isn't it? And (laughs) it is about (laughs) us walking through it. You know, I was talking to a young woman this morning, you know, she was saying, I just get so fearful and I I, I stop. It's almost like I stop at the door. I'm like, yeah, but God is saying you got to walk through it, yes. you know, and he is so walking cool. with you, but he needs you to walk through it, you know, and not walk alone. He's going to send you someone to walk with you, but you have to go through it because if all we do is get to that door and we just keep stopping, we ne- our blessing is on the other side.
1: That's right. This is not our home. It's only temporary.
0: Right. Now, how is, I mean, it's just amazing that all of your kids are, are Christians. You know, so many people are, are praying, dying to have that story, and that's not their story. Uh, was it ever a worry for you that they would not all get there?
1: Oh yes, of course, because the world tells them, I mean when our son was in medical school for the RN, he went through so much and they try to instill that there is no god. Right. So it was it was grateful that he was a disciple already going through and he passed through it like flying colors like it's like he didn't even seem like he was studying and and he he graduated took his test of the bar, the test, you know, the state test and got hired all within that one month when there was a lot of nurses that were not out there, could not get jobs, even though they got their degree. Mm -hmm. So it was just, that's where he knew that's like, okay, this was my calling ever since he was little. He was always saying he was going to be in the medical field. And my son, that's a detective that became a police officer. He was saying that ever since he was five years old. (laughs) And just to see them follow and not give up. And now the one that's the detectives only has five years to retire. Wow. You know, so it's just like God has protected him in so many ways as well, because he had got sick when he was 32 years old, been Mm -hmm. on the police force for like seven years. And then all of a sudden he had heart conditions. And that was another challenging time to see if if our son was going to make it through. Mm. But with us just pray diligently and having, like I said, other people around us that we stayed stronger with that bond with God, knowing that he's going to, as we ask and we will receive it if we t- truly believe it in our heart that it's already been granted.
0: Right. Wow. That is amazing. Now, obviously, listening audience, obviously, I know Cynthia, I know the family. I've known you for a while here. And I've watched you guys, you know, you you have dis- you've made decisions. I think that's the word for you. You guys have made decisions to remain faithful,
2: you mm-hmm. know.
0: When when life hit hard, whether it's a pandemic or any other thing in life, um, I've been talking to so many who are still, I think I mentioned this last week in a podcast, so many are floundering right now or their knees mm-hmm. are quivering because things around us seem so unstable. Um, but I think when I think about the two of you, you and Teddy, you guys just simply make a decision. How, how do you do that? How you just make a decision, this is what I'm going to do, even if the surroundings are not good around me?
1: I think what it is, is just staying in prayer. The mm-hmm. prayer is what helps keep us grounded, because mm-hmm. we know we can do nothing without God. Mm-hmm. So, and everything we do, there's a choice. And every choice that we make, there's a consequence. It's mm-hmm. either a good consequence or a bad consequence. Yeah. But I know that God is faithful. God promises. And that's why with Jesus is that example for us, Mm -hmm. that what he walked through, our life was nothing compared to what he went through. Mm -hmm. And that was what me, that reminds me of that every day that I'm going through something, I'm like, stop thinking about me. I gave my (laughs) life to Jesus, Said Jesus is Lord, and I need to remain there. Because I don't, I really fear him and I want to make it to heaven and I want to help other people make it to heaven and have them count, hold me accountable for my behavior
0: as well. Right. Right. Uh, I think that's so beautiful. I I think that we give ourselves too much of an out based on circumstances, you know, and circumstances, as we all know, will change day to day, minute to minute, hour by hour, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, and if we don't make concrete decisions not based on our feelings which we all know right (laughs) (laughs) but if we don't do that then we're gonna always be tiptoeing in the dark yeah you know doesn't mean that you're out in there doing crazy but it's like we tiptoe in and out of darkness and there's never any real security in that right
1: yeah it's so true it's like and we can falter so easy and within seconds or minutes right something can happen and and i can think back of what i had as being abused as a child and going through the things that i went through but i'm like this no this is nothing this is nothing this is my i need to be an example for other people around me
2: mm-hmm. that
1: i need to um uplift those the people that's been hurt and continue to walk through the the fire, as you would call it, right, and just and always know that we have a purpose, and let us let our light shine for people can see.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! Now, are you an only child? Or are your brothers and sisters?
1: No, I have one sister, and she's a social worker now for um, for mental p- patients that um, that are going through tough times and not feeling like they can go on and they don't have no hope. Right. so she has chose that field because of the the things that we have gone through
2: yeah
1: you know so and it's tough because there's times that my sister and I don't have the close relationship that I would like it's because of the challenges and different things that we went through that um she doesn't see the need Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: you know for God like she's chose different ways and and chose all these different things that she thought that could replace it but none of it can replace it. Only God can replace anything that we can, um, go through.
0: Right. No, I asked that question because I'm just amazed at how, how much the things that we go through shape us, um, even shaping our choices. Like you mentioned your kids, you know, the son decided to go into, you know, being a detective because of what happened. Uh, your sister going to social work because of your upbringing. Um, It just tells me that the things that we have to deal with and live through can make us or break us, depending Mm -hmm. on how we choose to use it. Right. You know. Well, true. And everybody is going through something. I mean, like I said, I've known you forever and ever and ever and when you mentioned your mom, I was like, I didn't know that. And then the more you talked about it, I was like, oh, it's coming back to me now. There, <laughs> it's, bit, you know, there are bits and pieces of all of our stories that there's just, we just don't know them. Mm-hmm. And they're major parts of our story, but it has shaped who you are. It's mm-hmm. shaped who your kids are, you know, and how your tenaciousness to hold on to God, because where else can I go? Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I hope this is beautiful. Thank you. I hope that um I hope that it brings hope and joy and possibility to my young parents who are worried about their kids. You know, I, I've met mm-hmm. a couple of your kids, not all, but I know as parents we can worry will they ever get there? Or the world is so anti-church or, you know, it's like we can get caught up in all of this, but mm-hmm. God can still work. He That's is- right.
2: And he
1: still works, even though there's challenges along the way, or they don't understand things because they, you know, they're parents and they they have their own children and they're way thinking. And you know, I'm grateful that God allows us to step back as parents and allow them to go through the things and let them make the decisions and not say, hey, do what his mom does.
0: Yes. And that's, I love that step back as parents. Thank you. I love <laughs> that. That that's the key is that we, we have to step back and let God guide yes. them through it. Yep. As opposed to us trying to push them the way that we think they should go as quickly as <laughs> right we... <laughs> Now, with all of your kids being Christians, did they all become Christians young? Did they become Christians um, later in life?
1: Two of them came young, one at 16, mm-hmm. and the other one was, I think, 19 years old. And then I had two that was more older, mm-hmm. you know, in their 20s, in their early 30s. Mm-hmm. And so it made it difficult, but I never gave up hope. And I would always, you know, the one that took the longest was the one that um, he he knew God at a young age. He almost uh, died a couple of times because he had severe asthma.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, and growing up, I had them in a Christian uh, sports league year round. And they were in that from five years old all the way to 16. So that shaped them that they knew God
0: right. and they knew
1: to say no to the drugs and to know to all of those things. And I think that's what helped guide me making sure that, they would have that relationship with God, but they had to stand on their own. Mm
2: -hmm. So they
1: were taught at an early age, but to also for them to see what here, when we became disciples, one came a disciple one month later, and the other one was a month and a half later. Mm -hmm. And he got to get baptized at the Rose Bowl. We had our anniversary and there was over 200,000 people. So, and then to be able to see that it's like, wow. Wow. I was so, that that God had so much love for me to allow for me to witness this with my children.
0: Right, right. That is awesome. And I, you know, again, I just want the audience to be encouraged to hear this for those who have kids and um, to hear that, hey, some may become Christians early. Some may not become Christians for years later, even decades later, but our God is still in charge yes no matter what you know so it's it really comes down to you guys obviously set an example and whether they responded to the example in the moment is it important they saw the example in your life
1: yeah and I think one of the ones that would took longer to become a disciple because they felt like they couldn't measure up that they could not walk in that steps that we were walking and, and and having that faith and they saw the different challenges but then when they realized it's like God when God's calling you you need to surrender
2: Mm -hmm.
1: no matter what age you are or if you think you know it's that's the thing that he had to learn and and then the first one the second one that got baptized he did it because he wanted to spend more time with us and thinking you know and so he had some challenges in his walk for a little bit but then realized you know that everything's for a reason right So he became
0: stronger and more faithful. Right. Awesome. So you've been a Christian now for 30, 28 years, 28 years, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: 28 years, bumpy ride, smooth ride.
1: Mostly smooth. Like the bumpy roads was like when you, you know, when you lose somebody that has passed away and, and, um, you know, just when you lose the ones, but when you know that they're going to make it, then it's it's a lot easier. But there was tough times. There mm-hmm. was a couple of times when we moved out, there mm-hmm. was tough times that the situations that occurred that made me question,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: am I at the right place? Am I doing the right thing?
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: at the long run, it's like, you know what, I need to trust God. And God's gonna take care of the people that's been hurt, take care of my pain,
2: mm-hmm. and,
1: and give us and when we surrender to him, he's the one that opens the doors for where we at, our jobs, our places where we live and um, all those different situations, which is things that we question in life all the time. Am I where right. I'm supposed right. to be? Right. And that's how we ended up going into the Teme- Temecula Church was because we were in a strong congregation and we decided, God, put us where we can be used even more. Yeah. And having that faith And God opened the doors. I mean, things happened so, like, there was no way humanly possible things that we went through that could happen if it wasn't for God.
0: Right. That is awesome. And after 28 years, your love for God has it grown greater, stronger, or has it gotten weaker?
1: Oh, no, much stronger because we've had some challenges, you know, like after the pandemic and And I had got sick with COVID there and I almost didn't make it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so to go through that and people not believing it that it existed, it made me more frustrated and angry at times that can you guys just please open your eyes. And these things happen because God wants us to become family again with our families. Cause so many people were working. We don't think of our kids, you know, (laughs) you know, and kids are left on their own and no parent there because both parents have to work, but it's made it stronger because of the challenges, even though we've had some disappointments, but we know that we could do nothing without him.
0: Yeah, beautiful was well, a beautiful way I think to close it out. This is, thank you, thank you for sharing the intimacies, you know, of of your life story. You're the first person, obviously, that I've had on who mom has gone missing. You know, those. But again, everyone has a story, and uh, share with my. Young woman this morning, we don't get to choose it. She kept saying, But I don't want this story. I don't want this to be my story. I said, Sweetie, it doesn't work that way. You know, when BJ was born, God didn't pause and go, Okay, baby BJ, what do you want your testimony (laughs) to be?
2: (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's so Um, true.
0: Unfortunately, it comes when we come. You know, God just, when He breathed life into BJ, He breathed life into her with the testimony attached. And, uh, Sometimes they're, they're very, very painful, but Mm -hmm. look at the, look at the beautiful flowers that have come out of it.
1: Yep. If you had to sum up
0: just some final words to the listening audience, uh, what would you share?
1: I would just say, take in, breathe slowly, open your eyes, pay attention to the surroundings and people around us that we have our loved ones to help us. We're not here alone to do this. We don't walk through this valley alone and just to be vulnerable yes you need to be wise who you choose but also just Mm -hmm. surrender to God surrender for his love ask him to wrap his arms around you when you're hurting Mm -hmm. and that's what's going to keep you faithful that's what's going to keep you trusting to be able to trust your kids when they're growing up and not to do crazy things. Mm. But even if they do take wrong choices, but love them and help them through it. Don't get so angry and um, bitter and lash at them. Just love them through it. Yes, it might be tough. Yeah. But at the end, you're going to, you're going to receive much more, but by your, our examples of loving.
0: Right. That is beautiful. Well, Cynthia Rosario. You are beautiful. Thank you for being in my corner, guys. She has been, you know, a safe place to land for me and my family. So I mm-hmm. so thank you for, you know, like like you said, no matter what we go through, God gives us people to walk through it with us. And you guys yes. have met. So you and your incredible husband, give him my love. We love you guys to the moon and back
1: thank you so much thank you bj for giving me the opportunity to be able to share it and um please if any of the listeners there just please always know that there's someone there for you you're never alone
0: amen and on that we will say until next week everybody be on the lookout for the incredible hand of god
1: amen thank you
0: Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate, again, your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.